Welcome to the first episode of My Waking Nightmare, the podcast where I'm going to ruin my life by watching the 1962 film Lawrence of Arabia 1001 times over the course of the next 10 years. I'm your host, Colton Jacobson, and I thought I would record the first half of the first episode before I've ever even seen the film. I figured I'd do the first half of the first episode before I've ever even seen the movie, because, well, after I watch the movie for the first time, this isn't something I'm going to be able to do again. So, I have just a couple of points written down that I want to go over. They are mostly my fears of what is to come. The first thing I have written down, of course, is the length of the film. Just a quick Google search will show you that it's 3 hours and 48 minutes which is a very, very long movie. However, I can take solace in the fact that the YouTube version of it states that it is 3 hours, 47 minutes, and 4 seconds, which is going to be the version that I'm mostly going to be watching for this. That 56 seconds, according to my math, could potentially save me 56,056 seconds, which adds up to around 15 and a half hours on my 1001 watches for this. The second thing I have on my list, which may or may not be a bigger fear than the length of the film, is if it's a good movie. I understand that it's currently listed as one of the top 10 greatest films of all time, along with Citizen Kane, The Godfather, Casablanca, Raging Bull, Singing in the Rain, Gone with the Wind, Schindler's List, Vertigo, and The Wizard of Oz, but that doesn't mean I'm going to like it. And I sincerely hope, for the sake of myself, that I like it. More so than the length of the movie, if I don't like the movie, this is going to be magnitudes worse. My third point that I have on here, I just wrote down long desert scenes. Of course, I'm assuming it's a movie that takes place in a desert. I think everyone knows that about this movie, whether they've seen it or not. So what I'm really worried about is really drawn-out scenes where Lawrence by himself or with a group of other people are just crossing the desert in silence, because that would really lend to the length of the film and it's something that doesn't really help the narrative, so it's not something that I really want to watch over and over again. So I guess that works hand-in-hand hand with will it be a good movie and the length of the film is, did the director add any unnecessary scenes just to make the movie longer, or will these add to it? Now, long desert scene, when I say that, I don't necessarily mean strictly a scene crossing a desert. That's just the first one that comes to my mind. It could be any scene that I think is unnecessary, doesn't add to the narrative, is very long. Because going into my fourth point, I'm worried that the age of the film is really going to show. The longer the movie is, the more chances that the age of the movie can show through. The movie was released in 1962, which is over half a century ago. And to kind of put that into perspective here, World War I started 48 years before this movie came out, 
which means the, this movie is closer to World War One than it is to today. JFK was president at the time that this movie was released. He had not been shot yet, and won't be shot for another year. The first Model T was released in 1908, which is still closer to the movie's release date than today is. In fact, it's very obvious if you look at the numbers, but we're closer to the year 2062 than we are to the release of the movie. So I'm not saying that it's a bad movie. I'm sure it holds up over the years. But even the greatest movie can suffer from age. Along those factors, I'm partially worried about rewatchability. Less so than the other points, because, let's face it, watching it a thousand one times, I'm going to get sick of it. That's just how it's going to work. But I'm hoping for rewatchability, at least for the early stages of this. And when I say rewatchability, I would say the thing that I care about the most is not having any plot twists. I think a plot twist would really wreck the rewatchability of the movie if I know someone is going to do something and it's unexpected. The first time it might be great, but going forward and I just know that it's a fact of the movie, it might just ruin the movie that much more for me, if that's the case. Before I go and watch the movie, the final point that I wanted to bring up is the price of the film. Like I mentioned, I'm primarily going to be watching this on YouTube, and when you search a movie on YouTube, you have two options. You can buy or you can rent it. For some reason, my instinct was initially to rent it. Luckily, I didn't do that because the renting price is $3.99 per time you rent it, and it's $12.99 overall to purchase it. So, if we do some quick and easy math on that, that would be $3,993.99 if I were to rent it every single time I watched the movie. Whereas, if I were to purchase it over the course of 1,001 viewings, it would cost me $12.99. So I can at least save a little bit of money there by buying it versus renting it. Another fun little thing that I did here with my math is if I purchase it for $12.99 over the course of 1,001 watches, that actually costs me about one and a fifth cents per watch. So I'm actively going to be, as I go through the movie, determining whether that watch personally to me was worth one and a fifth cents. And that's kind of it, at least off the top of my head, for basic worries I have for this. Obviously, I'm much more worried in the long term about my mental state, but that is unavoidable, so we can at least hope some of these minor differences will help in the long run. Without further ado, I will see you in about four hours after I've seen the movie for the first time. Welcome to the second half of the episode, where I said I would record it almost immediately after finishing the movie for the first time, but instead it has been about a week since I've watched the movie. My reasoning for that is I'm not going to get many opportunities over the next 10 years to skip a week before I kind of talk about my experiences, so I figured after the first watch I could probably go through and see what I remember from the movie after a week and kind of talk about it like that. 
I say that, but in all actuality, it's because I'm lazy and unmotivated, and since I'm recording this in December, my decade that I have to finish this hasn't started yet, so I'm postponing it off as long as possible. But I think instead we're going to go with the first thing that I said. So I figured I'd walk through the basics of the movie that I remember off the top of my head, and we'll see how it goes. Just to clarify, in case it wasn't obvious, this is going to be completely filled with spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie and you're planning to and you don't want anything to be ruined, I guess stop listening to this. If you don't care, then this shouldn't be an issue for you. The movie starts off with Lawrence riding his motorcycle down the road. He ends up getting into a crash and dying. Uh, the next scene is going to be his funeral, and essentially at the funeral there is a reporter talking to people about what they remember of Lawrence, and everyone is saying how great of a man he is, but no one actually knew him. There's a fun part in this scene where somebody says they shook his hand once, which actually comes back later in the movie, which I kind of enjoyed. But overall, these scenes in the quote-unquote present day don't last that long. They, they go pretty quickly back into World War I in Cairo, I believe it was, where Lawrence is drawing a map, and there's a cool thing about him putting out the matches and not caring about the pain or whatever. I don't know. They end up sending him to the Arabian Peninsula, despite the fact that there's already a British soldier there or something. The importance of that is that he's now in Arab country. He gets there, he talks to the prince that he was supposed to... No, that didn't happen yet. Hang on. We cut to him in the desert with his guide that's leading him to go talk to the prince. We get a long desert crossing scene, which I'm going to talk about later. Eventually, the person that's guiding him gets shot and killed. We cross the desert some more, and then we get to the area that he was going to. He ends up talking to the prince. Uh, the prince likes him or whatever. Doesn't matter. He ends up leaving with the prince's permission, but not asking the person in charge of him. There's another desert crossing scene. This one's an even longer desert crossing scene where they're going to, I believe the name of the city was Aqaba, and the purpose of crossing the desert was that they would never see this attack coming because the only way to get to the city is by sea, because it's a death sentence to cross the desert, but he ends up doing it anyway with 50 men. When they're nearing the end of the desert, somebody falls off their camel, they disappear, uh, Lawrence wants to go back and get him, despite everyone saying, hey, that's really dumb, you're gonna die, he's already dead, don't even worry about it. Lawrence goes back anyway and saves him, much to the surprise of everyone in his party. He ends up talking to a group of people that he essentially hires promising gold uh, if they help him take over the city that they're trying to attack. They successfully take over the city they're trying to attack. There's no gold. He says he'll get them the gold. All right, whatever. He ends up going back to Cairo, I believe he goes back with his servants that he has accumulated over the, his adventure to, I want to say, orphans that just kept following him. You have a long desert scene, one of the servants dies, Lawrence and the remaining servant end up back in Cairo, there's a whole scene about how they don't fit in because of the way they're dressed and all of that stuff, and Lawrence doesn't care. But if we go back before this, I'm actually remembering before they attack Aqaba, the guy that Lawrence saved, I think his name was Gassim. 
ended up killing another guy. Lawrence has to execute him in order to keep the treaty between the two sides that is very, very fragile. When he gets back to Cairo, he finds out there's a new person in charge. Allensby, I believe is his name. Lawrence talks about how he liked killing Gassum and his servant, even though I don't think he really killed his servant. He died in a uh, quicksand trap, but I guess he feels responsible for it and he likes that for some reason. I don't know. Allensby very quickly just ignores this and nobody ever mentions it again and it's fine. You have a cut and a long sort of montage of them blowing up trains and killing everybody and stealing what's in the trains. During the scene, his other servant essentially blows up, and I guess that's fine, whatever. Lawrence goes into the next city with essentially his right-hand man, who is also the one responsible for killing his guide originally that he initially hated, but for some reason has forgiven. I don't know. I hated him throughout the entire movie, so I'm not looking forward to seeing him over and over again. But Lawrence, for some reason, thought as a white British man he would be able to pass as an Arab. That doesn't work. Uh, because it doesn't work, he gets beaten very, very badly. And because he gets beaten very, very badly, he decides to quit and go home. He essentially flips off the Arabs and says, Hey, you guys suck. I hate it here. I'm going home. He stays home for a very little amount of time before he gets convinced to go back. He unquits, goes back to all the Arab people, and essentially pretends like he never left. He never flipped them off in the first place. He's been there the entire time. Everyone just rolls with it, and I guess that is okay. There's a whole scene where it's a big battle. Lawrence ends up killing a dude with a knife, and he's like happy with it or something it's very bloody and then after the battle they end up taking this city they start a city council there's a whole meeting with a bunch of people in this room it doesn't work because it doesn't work lawrence ends up going home that's the end of the movie at least as far as i can remember it i'm sure going forward i'll remember more names and more specific details but it's a very long movie and it's been a week since i've seen it so it is starting to kind of fade away, especially since I've only seen it once. And part of that is I wanted to kind of do a quick rundown of the movie. I didn't want it to take very long because I can go more in depth with it later after I've seen it a few more times. Because the big things that I actually wanted to talk about uh, in the second half here is the points that I made in the first half. I kind of wanted to address them and give my thoughts on them after I've seen the movie. So the first point that I made was the length of the film. The film is 3 hours and 48 minutes, or the version I watched was 3 hours, 47 minutes, and 4 seconds, and I felt it. I felt the length of the film, for sure. At least in this watch, I didn't really care, because I thought it was a good movie. I wanted to watch the movie, so it didn't really affect me that much. But as I was watching it, I did notice a couple of times I looked at the timestamp of the movie to see how much was left. The movie is extremely long, so it's only natural that I looked at it. One thing I really did like was there is a built-in intermission into the movie. I think going forward, that's going to be a big relief in hitting that intermission. Uh, it gives me kind of a break from the movie. I can go do something quick and come back. The second point I had before I watched the movie was, will it be any good? And as I kind of said already, I thought it was a good movie. 
I, I think I can get a decent amount of watches out of it before I get sick of it, and I'm really looking forward to that. It's been a week since I've watched the movie, and I'm not going to lie, I'm ready to watch it again. I'm excited to watch it again. I don't think that's going to be the case coming up after I've seen it 250 times, but as of right now, I'm loving it. I'm ready to watch it again, and I'm ready to pay attention to some of the smaller details that I might have missed. I'm ready to remember some names and remember some more important details. I'm excited. The third point that I wanted to talk about was the long desert scenes. There are, I believe, more desert scenes in this movie than I can count on one hand, but for some reason, they didn't feel like they were dragging on. I truly believe it's because the music in this movie is so great that it didn't really detract from the film, I thought. And I think part of the reason I was okay with the length of the movie is because of these desert scenes. There are a lot more desert crossing scenes in the first half of the movie than in the second half of the movie. And I can tell you without hesitation, the first half of the movie to me was a lot better than the second half of the movie. I'm not sure if it's because by the end of the movie I was suffering from some sort of fatigue but in general, I just enjoyed the first half a lot better. But overall, the long desert scenes didn't bother me at all. There wasn't a single scene in there that I thought, I wish this was over, we could just move on and go to the next scene. So the director did it very well in this case. The fourth point that I wanted to talk about was the age of the film, which I thought was fantastic. The age of the film doesn't show at all, despite maybe a couple of things. The first thing, which is fine and I can overlook it, is the motorcycle death scene at the beginning of the movie. I feel like it could have been better, but it's not that long, so I can get over it. And it's the first thing that happens in the movie, so I don't have to dread it. I didn't really like the motorcycle scene, and I thought the death could have looked a little more realistic. But it's a movie from 1962, so I'm not going to complain about it. And honestly, when it comes down to it, it wasn't that bad of a scene. That's me kind of nitpicking to find something that was wrong with the age of the film. The only other thing is there's a couple of times in the movie that a gun was shot that I thought this could look a little more realistic. And if the movie was made today, I do think they could have done it better. But overall, the movie looks great. The age of the film almost doesn't show, so I'm super happy with that. The fifth point that I had was the rewatchability of the movie, and I specifically mentioned plot twists. I don't think that this movie suffers from anything super bad. I would say the biggest plot twist is the fact that Gassum killed somebody and Lawrence had to end up executing him after he saved him not like 15-20 minutes before in the movie, but realistically when it comes down to it, I don't think that wrecks the movie in any way because they don't hold on to that plot point for very long and they kind of move on after that. So I'm not too worried about that as a point in the movie. The rest of the movie I think is super rewatchable because there's some funny moments in the movie, which I don't imagine getting old because they're not like a standard joke format. And like I mentioned before, the long desert scenes I loved, I thought they were great, and I think as far as rewatchability, they have a high rewatchability value because there's no words said in these scenes or very little words said in these scenes, so it's really all about the music and all about the view in this case, 
And I believe when it comes to rewatching a movie, you get more sick of the dialogue than you do of what's actually happening on screen. So that's another reason why I'm perfectly fine with these long desert scenes. And the last thing I wanted to touch on for this episode was the price of the movie. I paid $12.99 for the movie, and if you remember, I did some math and found out each watch averages out to about one and a fifth cents per time that I watch it. So the real question is, this first time that I watched it, was it worth one and a fifth cents to me? Absolutely, I think this watch was worth one and a fifth cents. Overall, it was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to watch it again. I'm hoping I have this feeling going forward for a long time before I get sick of the movie. And I'll see you in the next episode when I probably go over the plot a little bit more. My name is Colton Jacobson, and I've seen Lawrence of Arabia one time, giving me 4,017 days to watch it 1,000 more times.